Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. Well, I'm G1. <laughs> I'm G2. And how, how do you like that? Um, how would you like that intro? I am impressed, and I don't want to ask how much you spent on that. <laughs> It was a, uh, it was a little bit into your inheritance. <laughs> well, I think it was worth it. Oh gosh! Well, anyway, hey, Drew, congratulations! Thank you, you are now in the uh, iTunes podcast directory. I'm famous. You, you, well, you, you are were already <laughs> famous, but now I'm famous as well. I don't think so. And by the way, uh, kudos for all the nice letters uh, to you, Drew. I guess, and when we, I get, did we both get the letters? Yeah, we both got them. So we, for those of you who are listening, we really thank you for the kind fan letters, all six of them. <laughs> all six. Uh, I do want to give a, give a little shout out to a couple of non-league members, uh, Ken Allman and Bruce Reed. Ken is the founder and CEO of... Uh, St. Louis-based Practice Link. They also have a uh, headquarters in Hinton, uh, West Virginia, and Bruce is the chief financial officer. And just wonderful people, and they were very uh, kind with some of their words. I don't know if they listened to all of it. I think maybe Ken did. He, he's crazy for doing so, but just a quick shout-out to uh, them. So Absolutely. That, 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 that Thanks, neat. guys. Oh, b- by the way, Oh, I what know is, what, I know what you're going to you know say. You're, you know uh, what I'm going to ask. Oh, gosh. What, is the, what does the commissioner oh, think about this? Oh, man. Uh, okay. So we, we got some feedback from the commish. So, uh, commish, uh, take it away. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football League. This is your commissioner. All right, to be honest, I have no idea why I did that. Don't make fun of me. I may not be as busy as you think. Uh, <laughs> so Mark asked me to answer a couple of questions as the commissioner of our league, and uh, I'd be happy to, to jump right into those. I think you guys doing this podcast is a great idea. I'm really excited to hear some people uh, really getting into it and talking about the details of our little league from uh, the little town of Fayette. I'm glad it can bring us together still to this day. Uh, so the first question he asked me to answer is, as the commissioner of the podcast, or excuse me, as the commissioner of the league, will you sanction the podcast? And my answer is uh, on one condition, and that's when the CNR money starts rolling in that I get 30%. So just keep that in mind whenever you're uh, negotiating a deal with CNR. <clears throat> Secondly, uh, he asked me to talk about what my thoughts are on the new NFL season uh, and the fantasy season as well. And I think that this has been an exciting season so far, three weeks in. Uh, it's been a lot of fun games to watch already. Uh, more ties than I was expecting in the first three weeks. But, you know, what can you do? The The Browns just find a way to keep putting off that first win. Glad they finally got it. Uh, <clears throat> it's been a pretty good fantasy season as well. You guys talked about Stump last week, setting the new scoring record for the league. That was pretty impressive. We, ha- we have had a lot of high scores this week. I've just been noticing uh, kind of what the top scorer is putting up every week so far. Uh, which definitely keeps it exciting. And not so exciting for me whenever I go up against Stump and he puts up 200 points, but uh, it's still uh, it's exciting for our league that we're all putting good players out there and getting results. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I think that um, <clears throat> we have a lot of good games coming up, and with the new format ending in Week 16, I think that it'll make our playoffs a little bit more competitive as well. Uh, and that kind of leads into my next 
question I wanted to answer, and that's uh, how do I like my team personally, and what are my thoughts on predictions for uh, the spots one, two, and three coming up towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. And I feel pretty good about my team. I think I'm a little uh, little short at running back, which is going to possibly be my downfall uh, because I have an injury to running back right now, having a little trouble waiting for... Uh, a couple of players to go on IR. They're holding them out, hoping they go to the end of the season, which isn't helping me. Uh, <clears throat> I think that if I can overcome that lack of running back depth, though, I think I'll be in good shape. My wide receivers are strong. The rest of my positions are strong in general. Uh, I feel pretty good. I'm hoping to make the playoffs this year. Maybe a little too young still, but I think I have a decent chance. As for 1, 2, and 3 in the league, I think I'm, I'm honestly going to have to defer to what we have as one, two, and three right now in our leagues. I'm just pulling that up. Uh, I was looking at it this morning. Noticed that uh, Joe Ryan is actually the only undefeated team remaining in the league, so congratulations to him on being 3-0. and A uh, close victory over Drew sealed that, I believe. And uh, <clears throat> we have Chris with the Acme Pack sitting at uh, number two and Stump at number three. There's kind of a uh, like a five-way tie for for second place technically, but on points uh, we have Acme Pack and Team Stump there at spots two and three. And I think this is pretty close to what my predictions would be for the final standings. I think uh, with Stump coming in as the defending champion, there's obviously a good chance that he could pull off another uh, another win this season. I wouldn't be surprised by that. But I think I'd have to give the favorite right now to the Acme Pack and uh, and Chris's team. Todd Gurley is just a force to be reckoned with, and I think that there's a pretty good chance he's going to carry him all the way to the championship. Um, I think he honestly could have won the championship last year, um, if not for Gurley being benched in the final week. And then uh, I think I'll, I'll hand out the third spot to Mr. Wright and Joe Ryan's team. I think he's uh, right up there with those guys, and I think he has just as much a chance to pull off a win in the playoffs. But just as of right now, I think I'm going to give it to the, the two guys in the, in the championship game from last year. I'm going to hand it to them for my top two spots. So uh, just to recap that, I think I have Acme Pack at number one, uh, Team Stump at number two, and Mr. Wright at number three are my predictions for the end of the season. Really excited for this podcast again. Uh, be happy to to pitch in any time in the future. Just let me know, and good luck to everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, that, Classic. That was funny. I don't know if I liked the part about the uh, CNR comment. Thirty percent. That's a pretty high. That's like you know, that's a couple dollars right there. Well, <laughs> by the way, did you talk to CNR this week? <laughs> no. I have another idea for uh, a potential uh, for, for some for potential revenue dollars. How about CMU being a sponsor? Um. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, How about I'll, I'll talk to my people. Uh, your people will talk to their people. I got okay. it. Okay. Got it. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> will uh, do. I won't be banking on. Here's another potential sp- uh, sponsor. How about Innovatia? That's a thought. That's a thought. Uh, I you know I, I think that would be incredible. I think JB would be willing to pony up <laughs> a couple thousand dollars, <laughs> right, JB? We'll, we'll work on the we'll work on those revenue sources. Let's do that uh, for, for the future. Hey, I want to talk about if it's okay. If it's okay, uh, we sent out a survey this past week. You did yes, and we wanted to get a, a rough idea of the top one. Two, three, and by the way, we are really going to town because we've got a couple of monitors up. Uh, I feel like we're part of the Fox Sports 
those analysts around the panel, they all have their Microsoft surfaces. Oh, I can't say that word. They Uh-oh. just got some free Cut advertising. That out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, so, who Drew, just kind of go down the, the top three. Yeah. So, the overwhelming favorite, uh, Chris Bance's Acme Pack was was uh, voted six times as the the first place team, uh, as the predicted first place team by the end of the season. And two and three were very close. They both got eight total votes, and they both got one first place vote. But uh, Team Stump ended up getting the, the second spot. He was voted second place four times and, and third place three times. And then our third place would be uh, Joe Ryan's team, and he got three second-place votes and four third-place votes. So very close there. Uh, but those wind out the top three, Chris, Stump, and Joe Ryan. And then I'm, I do want to mention number four and number five because when I was going through this exercise earlier this past week, I to me this was hard. It was easy to pick the top five but not the top three. And so actually drew – and it's not because I'm biased. I did have you in the top three because I think you've got a deep bench. And then Thomas, even though I did not vote for Thomas in the top three, I wrote on my email message that Thomas's team, he is a sleeper. His team is scary good. Watch out for Thomas. So I'm mentioning Drew, you, and Thomas because you came in fourth. You got one first place vote a second-place vote, and a third-place vote. And then Thomas got... A second and a third place. And a second and a third. And, you know, he actually mentioned in, in his uh, uh, audio note to us that, you know, his team may be a year or two out and because he has so many young players. But, again, his team is scary good. He has a lot of young players who are already showing the kind of talent that they have. And, you know, just because he wasn't put in that top three... It's going to be a dogfight at the end. I really think it's going to be close. Now, I was going to ask you, is Chris worthy of those six first-place votes? And I'm going to mess you up a little bit, Drew. We're, we're may going to possibly get out of order. So why don't we jump in, and one of our, one of our segments going forward, we're going to pick one team. Does that make sense? We're yep, going to pick one, one team. team. And we started to say we'll start with the bottom, but that might make the bottom <laughs> feel really bad. <laughs> or then we thought about the top team, and then and then you're the smart one of the two. Of random the, pick, random pick, random pick. So what we did, what we did is we went to numbergenerator.org, and then we pushed the button that says go, and we got the number two. Thanks for your play-by-play of that. I, I really wouldn't couldn't have figured that out. <laughs> Thank, I just wanted to. I'm just trying to explain. I want to make sure we don't get in trouble. I want to make sure someone didn't come to us and say, "Well, how come you picked them first? Yes, it was very fair. I don't that want is, JB. To, I don't want JB to come back and you know be be belly aching that hey, I wanted to be picked first. Or <laughs> don't worry, so, JB, you're going to get picked. You're going to get picked. Yeah, and and JB uh, Drew's going to be really really hard on you. <laughs> So we have Mr. Who, who we're going to look Mr. at. Mr. Chris Bance is our pick for this week, and it kind of works out since we since he was voted as the the top team for the end of the season. And gosh, I look at his lineup, and you know, one of the first questions someone may ask is, "Okay, where are his holes?" And what this, holes? <laughs> yeah, what holes are there? 
<laughs> I don't every see any. single starting position is you know someone who's in the top of their of their position. This is sick. And the players he has, I don't. It's hard to understand how he was even able to draft as well as he did. Having, I, he has David Johnson and and Todd Gurley as his two top running backs. And of course, some people may be saying David who. <laughs> Yeah, he's had a rough season to start, but again, he's he's a he's a top dog. So Todd, Todd no Gurley is not even human. I mean, is that even fair? You know, that, he was supposed to have touchdown regression this year, and yeah, I don't know what people are talking about because he's scoring out the wazoo. Um, again, again, looking at Chris's team, even if you look at his bench, if he had an injury to some of his top guys, let's say Todd Gurley went down, he has someone to back him up. Okay, he has. Lamar Miller, who would start on a lot of people's teams, and he also has Matt Breida, who after three weeks was at the top of the rushing chart uh, for running backs in the NFL. Um, and then he has also James White, who he's been consistently getting getting looks, and he has also gotten receiving touchdowns. So again, if one of his players goes down, he has someone to back him up. In the wide receiver department, it's even more insane. Will Fuller and T.Y. Hilton both are two guys who... Uh, are very talented and have either already shown that they're that they are uh, getting a lot of points in in the case of Will Fuller, T. Y. Hilton, he's had a kind of an up and down a little bit just because uh, Andrew Luck is not used to throwing a ball after a year of sitting sitting out. But again, Chris's team is amazing, and there's a reason he was given the the number one overall. Drew, as you know, in my business, in my work, line of work, I'm involved in buying companies, I'm involved in selling companies, uh, I'm involved in analyzing companies. Uh, one of the things that we do is we stress test. So what if this one negative, isolated event occurs, what are we going to do? So we're always trying to project and and what plan of action do we take if right. this event happens, this event? Do you see, I'm not saying that he's going to experience any type of a, a black swan, but do you see any dark clouds hanging over him in week six? I mean, the injury bug could hit him. Now, you just said he's got a deep bench. Do you see any possibilities of something just going haywire down the road for him? Honestly, I really don't. Um, again, he uh, his, his team is. I mean, I I feel like I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> his his team is stacked. I don't know what else to say about it. It's and rude. even even his uh, rookie draft pick, Calvin Ridley, uh, he was not expected to be someone that was going to score a lot of points this year, and he's outplaying Julio Jones over there in Atlanta right now. Now. That brings up another topic. Speaking of draft picks, can we move on to Please, another topic? Please, let's do. Okay, bad picks. Bad picks. The topic is bad <laughs> picks. Bad picks. Okay, what is a bad pick, Drew? So, again, I'm the novice. One of the reasons that we're doing this podcast is for me to learn from you, right? Uh, learn from other people on our team as we start to develop this uh this 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 discussion we're going to be launching a website so again this is really learning for me so bad picks flops how do you i've got several questions in my head so let me fixate on one how long do you give someone how long do you give someone 
to to pan out? I mean, do do you wait three years? Do you say, oh, I he's he's bad. Okay, I'm going to drop him. What, what what's your thought process? Yeah, that's a great question. So because we are in a, a dynasty league, it's definitely a lot different than a than a typical redraft league uh, for fantasy football. So because we have the ability to to keep our players, you know, each year, you know, it's going to be a little bit different, and we're going to hold on to players longer than you would in a redraft league. And, you know, let's uh, just take a player. Let's say he's a, you know, you draft a rookie. And, you know, in this kind of a dynasty league, when you draft a rookie, you may not be expecting him to perform the first year. He's going to be someone that's going to grow into his own. And we've seen in the NFL, you know, there's a lot of first-year players that don't get a lot of action, or if they do, they're still learning the game and they're learning how to play professionally. And it takes into their second or third year to really pan out. And so if you've drafted someone and you're considering to either hold on to him or not, I think you're going to, I think that three year period seems okay because by their third year, you're going to know if there's someone that their team is counting on uh, as part of their offense or not. Um, And, you know, before that point, maybe he just hasn't gotten the opportunities yet. So I would go with kind of a three-year mark, and if he's really fuzzling out by by the three-year point, cut him loose. So what you're saying is, is someone in our league decides, I can't do this anymore, we better not bring on someone who's 90 years old <laughs> yes. to, uh, to be in the league because he's got a three-year window he's need to be thinking about. Correct. So speaking of this three years, let's go back to the class of 2017. So that was our first year. Is there anybody off the top of your head that was drafted last year who's turning out to have a pretty good year this year? Anybody come to mind? So people that come to mind, uh, first one that I can think of is Joe Mixon. Uh, he's on Thomas Wagner's team, and he if he hadn't gotten hurt, Right here at the beginning of the season, he was looking like he was really going to be a number one back. He scored 25 points his first week, and then he kind of had some injury issues after that. So he would be one of the first people that I that I can think of. And I'm just kind of like looking through teams right now to look at other uh, potential rookies. So another person would be Leonard Fournette. He was a rookie last year, and he was highly touted. He ended up going... Uh, in the in the first round and Joe Ryan has him on his team and he's he's a top dog if he's healthy which that has been his issue he is one of the best running backs he'll be a top 10 running back so he has been good for for Joe Ryan again he's had some injury issues but his talent level is obviously there uh kind of to move on uh Kareem Hunt he's the Kansas City running back he was a rookie good last one. year very good, good. One. good one so honestly from the running back position you tend to have more successes uh, as a rookie than really any other position. Wide receivers, I don't know. Risky. They're a little more risky. And so when you're taking wide receiver, you you tend to expect to not be able to use him the first year. Again, you have a guy like Calvin Ridley on Chris's team who in the first three weeks, he's outscoring you know Julio Jones, who is perennially a top 10 wide receiver. Incredible. Speaking of drafts, uh, just curious, Drew, um, how are you, how how is your 2018 draft class going? Uh I that's a tough question. I was kind of hoping for at least one of my guys to kind of show up in the first couple of weeks. Royce Freeman was the guy that I picked uh in that second overall spot and I picked him because I thought that he would actually have a chance to contribute in in the first couple of weeks already and 
hasn't quite happened because uh, the other rookie for for Denver, Philip Lindsay, kind of took over a little bit. But he still has still has chance. He's still very talented. And then the other guy that I have is uh, Sony Michelle, and I'm actually pretty excited about him. He hasn't had a chance to truly contribute yet. He did get a, a full number of carries last week, and so I'm excited about that. And I found a, a stat that was really interesting uh, that I was doing in my research this week. And there's a they, there's a stat that they have created that shows uh, the average uh, the average uh, run uh, when there were the most guys in in the box and on the defense. And so when the box is stacked, what is their running average? And Sony Michelle has had an actually decent average considering the number of people that have been stacked against him. And unfortunately, whenever he's been in the game, there's tended to be, to, to be a running play. And so it's actually been a little bit predictable, unfortunately. And so then the box has been stacked, and that's lowered his typical average. So if, they, if, if New England, and I know Bilicek is a really smart guy, if they start kind of differentiating their, their plays more, and they put him in in passing plays as well, his average is going to go up because his talent is obviously there. You're getting highly, highly technical. <laughs> is that too much? <laughs> that's, that's yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get to your, I, I, it's, oh, well, speaking of that, that brings us to our next okay. segment. By the way, time flies. We're already 17 minutes into Ooh, our show. Okay. And I almost said, and now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> I Hey, I would be happy just saying a word from our sponsor. So you need to get to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're getting going into a new uh, segment, and the segment is is fantasy football insights. And this week's insight is OPRK, OPRK. And by, before we go on to that, before we go g- get into that segment, that new segment, I'm really excited about okay. where we're looking for a sponsor for that segment. Uh, I wanted to mention just real quickly about watch lists. Drew, do you know what the purpose of <laughs> <laughs> I can't give a straight the, face. Do you know what the purpose of a watch list the is? The purpose of a watch list is to wa- to watch <laughs> to the watch players it. that are on the list. Right, exactly. So what did you do? Uh, well, I, first of all, I used it. I, I, on, after good, week one, good, good. I put five people. Okay. And then, and then what? Watch list. And then I, well, <laughs> didn't uh, watch that. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Who did you not watch? Uh, who did you pick up last week? There's this guy named Tyler Boyd. And am I kicking myself? You are kicking yourself. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about Mr. Boyd. <laughs> Mr. Boyd, I picked up this last week and he scored 25 points. He did kind of help, uh, get a little extra because AJ Green went down, uh, somewhere in the middle of the game. Not but the week before, he had six receptions for 95, 91 yards and a touchdown. So he's had back-to-back weeks of 20 points. But do I get any points? I mean, You don't get any points because you didn't watch them. <laughs> well, so I don't, it doesn't say in the Fantasy Football League that this, used, this guy used to be a Mark's watch list. It does not say that, but it should just to add injury to insult. Oh, no. Or insult to injury. Well, so getting into our, our segment that's not sponsored, the OPRK, <laughs> and I learned this actually from – you and so tell us about opponents the uh, opponent p- rank is one of my favorite things to look at on because the screen because i like colors for one you like colors <laughs> and the reason i say that is because so the opponent rank shows the the ranking of the defense the opposing defense uh, against whether it's running backs quarterbacks tight ends or or uh, wide receivers whatever it may be 
And so if they're uh, above, if they're uh, above, as in um, 16th to to um, you know the end of the league, then it's the, the number is going to be in the green, and that's a good thing because that means that you have a good matchup with that player. So, but if it's 15 or lower, then it's going to show up in the red, and that means it's a it's a better than average matchup for the for the opposing defense. So when it is that, you have to consider you got to put into play how good is this player and can they overcome the the opponent's defense. Look at the game on Thursday night that we just watched. Uh, the Rams has a very good defense, but Kirk Cousins turned it on because he's a you know he's a great athlete and he you know he went uh, above and beyond bonkers. <laughs> he went bonkers. That's a good way to put it. So he blasted the uh, the analysis a little bit and he went off and I had him on my bench. I was gonna say, isn't he on your team? He's on my bench. I'm not trying to rub it in. He's and I. By the way. I just want to say thank you for <laughs> starting him. Yeah. Because we are playing each other. So, I, again, thank you for not starting him. I'm already going to yeah, get beat. Yeah, you owe me one. You owe me one. I'm going to get beat anyway, but at least I, I think the margin of victory will be not as much, not as great, <laughs> thanks to him not playing. So, well, I think that's a wrap. So, again, congrats. We've made it now through two weeks. Two in, weeks. We'll see what the uh, ratings are. Um, we'll see if we <laughs> we'll have a week three. So um, I think that's a wrap. Anything you want to say? Uh, I got nothing. Stay I tuned. I don't think I do anyway. So, again, we'll see you next week, Drew. It's been G2. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two Gs, Mark and Drew. Drew.